I was always that intense fan where it was, you know, I was changed by bands in like it kind of always shaped me and it brought that was what brought me a bunch of joy in my life we try to give back to the fans as much as you know as possible because we we love seeing you know those familiar faces and seeing that the you know the smiles on the faces and if, if it can bring a positive change to people just having like you guys there and like the flockers there it's just like insane how much of an energy and like how much it elevates just the experience for us as well Well, here we are on the Weird Music Podcast. We got Gator from Pigeons. Let's hey. go. Dome Fest is coming up at Legend Valley right here in Columbus's backyard. That's going to be fucking awesome. So stoked. Thanks, man. Today announced Undercover Set coming through to Legend Valley. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, that is May 21st, May 22nd. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's been it's been quite a while since since I've been at a pigeon show. I was just taking a shower, listening to Melting Lights. Fucking oh man, memories, man. I God know. Damn. I miss miss seeing that that big bright smile of yours at shows. <laughs> oh, immediately, well. uh, immediately find you in the crowd, <laughs> <laughs> man. So we're gonna jump all over the place in this interview. We got a bunch of different topics. Um, so yeah. I'm very familiar with Pigeon's catalog. First first thing I thought would be cool to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite songs to play? Yeah, man. Um, you know, obviously, as cheesy as it is, all the songs I love playing. But there's definitely some, you know, depending on, you know, where they are or the situation that could, you know, typically present more of a, a fun moment if I had to kind of break it down. Like, uh you know, as far as a good high energy, like kind of set closer, like Ocean Flows is always really fun because it kind of has that final stretch where I just think, you know, you know, energy wise and getting to that kind of ripping kind of peaking point. That's for us a, a solid kind of representation there. Um, you know, I love Skipjack. That's kind of a random one to play. <laughs> but that one's just fun because it's, you know, kind of the kind of the almost intention and uh, theme behind that song is that it kind of does jump in a lot of different directions and it's supposed to kind of be this like, you know, weird tale of just like this journey that kind of, you know, so there's different tempo changes, feel changes and that, that, that makes it fun. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we have a lot of fun songs that I think we're cohesive together, but within them, you know, we, I think we have like a couple different, you know, feel changes, you know, whether it's kind of more that islandy vibe and songs like, uh, you know, Fox and Toad or Fortress. And I love playing that as well. So it's, you know, there really are a bunch of different, different songs. It's a kind of an evolving answer because, you know, it kind of change. you know, sometimes we'll be really kind of getting into a certain song where the jams have been, you know, to us, we felt good about them and it kind of, you get enthusiastic about certain songs every now and then. So it's kind of always changing, you know, new songs are always fun too, just cause they're more fresh. Like I love playing in the bubble and, you know, songs like Twitch and everything. So it kind of depends on the situation, but there's a couple few there. Yeah, move <laughs> like that is fire. Oh yeah. See, thanks man. I appreciate yeah. that. That one's very fun to play. It's more of kind of that, you know, like kind of four on the floor, groovy, you know, kind of daft punky vibe, you know, in our minds. Um, so that one's fun to play for sure. So just mentioned undercover set announced at Dome Fest. Yeah. What are some of like Pigeon's covers that are just like your favorite? 
That's a great question because we we were, you know, Jeremy. He, we keep you know we keep a catalog of all of our songs, obviously, as well as you know covers we've played in the past. And just a couple of weeks ago, he we were just chilling, going over a set for Philly or something, and he was like, "Guess how many covers we've played, or you know, have, have on this list?" And we were kind of just as a joke going around, like I don't know, like fifty, a hundred. I think they were like over like. 300 or something <laughs> so and just they kind of just add up whether we've played them once or you know 10 times so the undercover set will be fun because you know it, the undercover set is something that we presented before but we're going to try to kind of spice it up with some some fun new new covers as well as maybe busting out some some classic covers that that we we've done you know in the past that we may have not busted out in a while so as far as some of my favorite covers to play oh man I think our vibe um, when we when we play, you know, the Chili Pepper stuff is really fun. Just the setup of our band, I think we have fun with the Chili Pepper stuff, and it kind of resonates there. Um, but I mean, it's the same thing, you know. It's you know, and then we'll do a certain theme, or we'll bring up, kind of dive into a new new set of covers, and then you get really excited about playing those. So it's it's interesting i don't know if i have as much favorites as you know we'll just try to kind of go through every now and then and pick one from the list that and be like oh damn yeah we haven't i forgot we played that <laughs> so i'm very stoked about the undercover set you know we're gonna try to uh pull out some funny cool stuff so that'll be fun so you mentioned all these songs in your catalog like so has pigeon's been around maybe like 11 12 13 years i know yeah, you joined right. the band after a couple years um yeah, started 2015 is when I joined. So, I mean, already almost six and a half years. Crazy. You can tell watching you guys play, you're like locked in together. You're, you know, obviously being a touring band, like shit goes wrong endlessly. Like starting sleeping in a van together, <laughs> all this shit. Like, what do you think has led to Pigeons having such great chemistry and you guys being so just like cohesive as a unit? Yeah, it's a great question, man. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, obviously our, our relationship musically, but also, you know, as of most bands are, you know, typically, you know, friends and pretty close outside of music. And, you know, I think that's a huge part for us is, you know, I myself wasn't an original member, but, you know, especially when they first started, you know, they were all really good friends and just like core friends. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, just about the music as much as like, you know, they're already hanging out anyway, because they're already great friends at college, you know, young freshmen in college, you know, Jeremy and Greg, were, you know, they were some of the first people they met, you know, just walking down the hall, you know, Greg walks down with an acoustic guitar, Jeremy walks with acoustic guitar, and they meet, you know, classic at the freshman dorm. So it's, it all, you know, happened very organically. And it, I think it just kind of created a good bond where, like you said, you go through crazy you know even when i joined and it's still something I'll, I'll look back on a lot and you know kind of joke with people is even when i joined we were still in that phase of you know all all in the van you know driving ourselves setting up ourselves and you know after the show you you find you know nice people in the crowd that you know you can go crash on their floor or on their couch or something and then you wake up and you go to the next town and you do it again and you know, it's, it's a, it's a crazy grind. It's a crazy lifestyle, but we, I could always, you know, see that it was a good bond, especially when I came in, you know, it didn't like feel weird or like this outsider situation, you know, it like, 
really seamlessly, you know, and it's not like I really, you know, I had, I had met Jeremy once or twice before that, but it's not like I even really knew them. So it really happened like pretty seamlessly as far as, you know, yeah, musically, but more so just the, the vibe of, you know, both working and living with people that you didn't even really know all of a sudden you're with them, you know, 24 seven. And it's, it, it was, I mean, it, it's great. It created an even a stronger bond and those like crazy years of just, you know, staying with strangers and, you know, half the time, you know, the people would be like, yeah, we got all these spare beds. Then you show up and it's like a love chair and a wooden floor. <laughs> and it's like, on one hand, it's like, ah, oh, crap. But on the other hand, you know, those are like the memorable nights and that's the grind you go through. And it was always, it was always a fun grind, you know, it was never like, oh, like this is the worst. It was always like, you know, just kind of like, oh, this is going to be interesting, you know, and it creates memories and, you know, us being able to stay positive through those, you know, those fun, crazy grind years is, you know, just allowed, you know, as we've grown and been fortunate enough to add a crew, you know, and stay, you know, have a bus for certain tours and be able to stay, you know, get our own hotel rooms and, you know, it, we, we rode that progression and now it kind of makes it even easier. And you know, it's, uh, so yeah, just kind of the general relationship we've had has always been good. One thing that's, I've, I love about the jam scene and this is probably true for you, like as a music listener throughout, you know, your upbringing, like bands mean so much to fans. Like I can say for the flock, I know a lot of pigeons fans and phases of their life like they love pigeons it means a lot like literally i'm thinking of music from a perspective of it's therapeutic for people mm -hmm. and it's also something that's been embedded into culture since like before technology like before language like right. ritualistic like tribal drum circles um and yeah it's it's such an important part of my life of so many people's lives do you feel like a deep meaning about being a musician? Like looking into your mind, like what does that really mean to you to get to be in Pigeons? Like touring musician, fans just loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, like you said, we have, the fans are so great. And we're, we're you know, we try to be, you know, as knowledgeable and, you know, grateful as, as possible with all that because we really don't take it lightly. You know, we, we see fans like yourself and others who have you know been with us for years and you could kind of see that positivity kind of go back and forth it's wild it's it's a hard you know answer to put into words it definitely is a dream come true we all like i said work you know worked super hard and grinded and kind of really pushed ourselves for years to kind of get to a point and we've been obviously on both sides yeah we're in in the band and kind of on that side of of the industry i was as well like the diehard music fan as are most musicians i was always that intense fan where it was you know i was changed by bands in like it kind of always shaped me and it brought that was what brought me a bunch of joy in my life everyone has their own you know journey and perspective and how it affects them but you know we're all such huge music fans as well that like we share a lot of those feelings and to kind of be on both sides of it is it's really cool. And it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's a dream come true. It's, it's a strange grind, but you know, it's, it's awesome. Cause it's, you know, it's different. It's, you know, an interesting life 
And the fact that, you know, we're able to make it work doing something that, you know, is kind of a truly creative thing that we love and that, you know, also, like you said, is able to also bring joy to other people. It's, it's, it's wild and it's really sweet. And, you know, like I said, we really, you know, we try to give back to the fans as much as, you know, as possible because we, we love seeing, you know, those familiar faces and seeing that the, you know, the smiles on the faces and if, if it can bring a positive change to people where we try to be really aware of that and cause it's so awesome to us and we, you know, it's been a crazy ride. And like I said, to, to bring other people on that ride with us, you know, it only makes it worth it for us too. like, you know, even in this crazy time we're in, you know, playing, when we were kind of getting back into shows and it was more streamed events and stuff, it was amazing to get back on the stage and play, you know, with, with the boys. But, um, as we, you know, even as you start to add, like, you know, the crowds and like the Ardmore was kind of a first sense of kind of a, of reintroduction to kind of that environment, just having like you guys there and like the flockers there, it's just like insane how much of an energy in like how much it elevates just, the experience for us as well. So I feel like it's a really kind of back and forth, you know, relationship and it's, yeah, super grateful for it. Yeah. That's an awesome answer. I'm curious, who are some of those bands you've been a diehard for? So, you know, growing up, I was always kind of, I listened to everything, but I was always kind of like more of like a progressive rock kind of guy. So when I was kind of getting into the jam scene, Umphreys McGee was kind of the, like perfect band for me because they presented like all these different styles and this fusion styles, but then still kind of introduced me to that jam scene. And they had like the cool, I loved how they would just bounce back and forth from like a funk jam to a metal jam. And I got like a suit, you know, super, super into Humphreys. And, um, you know, I come from a little small town in New Hampshire and no one knows who like Humphreys McGee is or any of these bands or something. So I'm like, you know, I'm at school, like spreading the word as is a lot of people about like jam bands. Cause it's all, the fans are so such an integral part of, you know, the growth of those bands. So it's, you know, I'm bringing all these people to these shows. Who was Humphreys McGee? Alex brought me to see this band. You know, it's like, and, and you know, there are others and stuff in the jams, like lettuce and stuff, you know, I, I idolized Adam Deitch's playing, you know, um, through high school and everything. And now we've been fortunate enough to be able to work with those bands. And it's, uh, yeah. What's that like? It's super funny, man. Cause <laughs> I'm like the giddy fan, you know, like first time we moved with Humphreys, it's like, I'm like, you know, we're like in the, you know, like a mirror, like before a date, like, you know, <laughs> Alex, uh, you know, it's, you know, I know in my mind, like, I'm never really going to, in this meeting, describe to them how much like I'm not gonna go through like, hey guys, I know all of your songs, like I love you. <laughs> so it was such a you know I felt it's it probably looked like I was getting ready like a, a teenager going to meet Justin Bieber. So it was so funny. So like I even have like an Umphreys quote on one of my drum cases, and I'm like wheeling it in, like kind of covering it. I'm like <laughs> these guys, like, they're gonna think I'm like this huge like nice fanboy geek. So classic it's very cool to be able to meet people that you look up to like that i'm curious to ask you as someone so deeply entrenched in like improvisational music what to you separates some of your jams that are good from some of your jams that are great hmm that's a good question 
because we do, you know, we'll after shows, you know, we'll take a little time to kind of revisit, revisit things through the set. And, you know, if there is this jam that popped out to us, you know, we'll kind of be like, Hey, that, you know, that jam and lightning felt really good. You know, I think a lot of it is just, you know, random timing. And I think sometimes things just click because especially with improv, you know, one thing I've, I've mentioned with like the, the our, our style of improv, which is most is, is kind of managing risks with like kind of your playing live. And, you know, if I'm going to try to match Jeremy on a cool lick with the, with the, with my right hand pattern, you know, I don't always know if he's going to go for like that triplet pattern or like a certain step, like guitar pattern. So I'll kind of, we'll kind of guess, or if we're kind of trying to make up some hits on the go, it takes a little bit of like signaling and guessing and, sometimes you know things won't land immediately or it's so minimal that like we'll kind of hear what we're trying to do but like it might not be as as heard to other people so there's kind of just different levels of taking risks to try to make the jams to go in different places but also you know not not taking too much risk because you are playing you know this live show so you don't want to you don't want to hit a train wreck so it's you know i think it's a lot of timing where if we happen to do try to take these risks or if I happen to try to match something with Ben or Greg or do this crazy swell out of nowhere, sometimes it all just happens really well together. And, you know, I think it's just a, some lucky timing and, you know, sometimes you'll have a great jam. That's not the tightest jam. It's just, you know, like the energy level kind of got there and those are great too. So it's, they can kind of be gauged on different points, but I think since, we do kind of try to take these little risks. Sometimes you get lucky and they all, they all work out in a jam. And so I think a lot of it is just that. So coming out of, you know, this year long break from live music. Yeah. You'll be on a tour bus, but you're still going to have some long tours coming up in the next, you know, 24, 36 months. Yeah. You you all have been road warriors. I'd love to hear from you and uh, maybe, you know, you could, phrase this kind of like his advice for kind yeah. of newer bands like how do you stay like charged up and you know fully like on the nose on long yeah. tours it's a great question and it's um you know it obviously is different for kind of where you're at you know when you're a young and upcoming band and you're tr- you know your guys are you're just driving by yourself in your van and you know there's no real crew and you're doing all the load ins and everything on your own, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, um, cause you're managing, especially with this, with, you know, our schedule, especially early on, you know, we play really late shows. And then if you're loading out by yourself while also, you know, selling merch by yourself, you know, meeting fans or friends at the shows, you know, you, you know, you'd play the show from 10 to 1.30, you'd load out, do merch. Like, you know, we wouldn't get packed up till 3.34. You drive to your hotel. You know, by the time you get to sleep, you know, around 5 a.m., then you, you know, you wake up in that city and you still typically on average have, you know, four or five hour drive to the next city to make a early afternoon load in. So you really are on just like this endless loop, especially if you're kind of doing it all on your own. And that can be a lot tougher. You know, it's just trying to, soak in everything as slowly as possible amidst like the fast hectic nature of it because you know in for in hope the hope is that you know it grows to the point where you know we've done some tours in a tour bus now and 
you know, where that changes is, you know, now after like a load in or a load out after a show, you know, we could always go to go to sleep in our bunk. And then overnight is when the driver drives. When you wake up, you're already in the next city. So rather than having that five, six hour period where you're typically driving last minute to the next city and hoping that you could find a quick, you know, Starbucks coffee stop for, you know, to before load in, it becomes now, you know, you can explore more before shows like it, it's, it's crazy with touring early on because the travel is amazing. It's You're going all over the place, but there are a lot of tours where you don't really feel like you're seeing much of the place. It's like, it's like oh yeah, I, I was in Raleigh, but like I, I guess I, I didn't know, know if I left the venue. So it was like, did I, so I didn't really, did, did I really travel there? Like, you know, it's, and as we've grown, as you stick with it and hopefully it does grow, it kind of opens up more opportunities to like, you know, now we can wake up and walk through the city. We can go get coffee. We can go get breakfast. We can kind of experience. It's almost like a reward for all those. <laughs> it's definitely a reward for all those grinding years. But, you know, I guess if you're an early on tour touring guy where you're where you're at it with just, you know, a little skeleton crew and you're doing everything on your own, you know, as tough as it is, just try to enjoy a little random things. Like if you're driving by a cool lookout spot on the highway, pull over with your friends and like chill outside for five, you know, it's like find little ways to breathe amidst like the craziness. Cause the craziness is great. It's part of the experience, but you got to kind of manage it for sure. <laughs> it's like, I can't even put myself to imagine like having to do that schedule you mentioned at yeah. the beginning for an up and coming band, like, Holy shit. And that's something that fans like not all of them know that they don't really all understand that. God damn. So this next question I want to ask you, I think mostly everyone can relate. It's the dream to get to have a career out of your passions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, I've got this one friend, Rob, Rob, uh, when I met him, he was at school at Ohio state studying plants, studying like, plant sciences and loves cannabis and now he's just like the head grower at the super legit facility and he yeah. is living his dream doing his passion and you know you're very similar like that you're you're killing the drums Thanks. and so my question is like stepping in a time machine why why do you think it was drumming that you gravitated towards like what about drumming when you sit there and think like i love this what about it really do you love so much? It's a great question, man. Cause you know, growing up, you know, I was fortunate enough to have supportive parents who, you know, pushed my siblings and I to try new things. You know, when we were all like five years old, you know, we would try or young in that age, we'd try, you know, an instrument or a sport, you know, or a lesson of something. And, you know, my brother, tried different instruments here and there, piano and everything. And I, I tried drums when I was five and it, it felt, it just, it, it kind of had just that very natural, you know, when I sat back there, it just, it felt, felt right. Even when I was a little kid and it was a Mickey Mouse little drum set. But as far as, you know, just the growth with drums and it was always strange for me because I grew up, you know, I'm a very kind of structured or like planned kind of analytical mind where I was, you know, music, 
is a very like question mark industry. It's like, you know, it's, you never know what's going to happen. Like it's a very tough industry to break into. You could be the most talented in your field ever, but like, you know, it's hard to break through. It's a lot of grinding. And if it doesn't work, you know, where you left. And so I was always kind of had those like underlying almost not worries, but just like, I like to be able to kind of envision where things are definitely going to go. And with that industry, it's just so hard. You don't know, like you could be even in, in, in a band that's killing it. And if something, something could happen and you know, it just, I was always scared of being left with like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? So I always had other interests on the side. And, you know, I went to, when I went to college, I went to school, I was unsure, you know, I was unsure if I wanted to go full on with music. So I did music and I also, went to school for architecture and I got a degree in architecture because I was, you know, I wanted like a great, like a, something I was also interested in, but like a, almost like a great backup plan where if the music didn't work out, I was very scared to be like, what else he left with. So I always teetered on, you know, was I going to really dive in and invest myself 100% with music? I knew that I was what I wanted to do. I was just always kind of had more of a hesitancy towards the life and like, if it doesn't work out, like, what am I going to do now? Which is just kind of my own, my own process. And, you know, I, but I always kind of kept going, you know, I would work during the week and, and then as an, you know, for an architectural engineering company. And then on the weekends I'd drive to New York city and play gigs with my brother. And so I was kind of trying to balance them out. And when it finally all came together with pigeons, it, it kind of was like a, a bit of a validation, you know, even when that was presented, I was still really scared. And like, you know, I just got settled with this great job out of school. Like this is kind of like this structured life I was, you know, talking about. And, and now this being presented, like, I'm kind of scared of like, like, what are people going to think, blah, blah, blah. And like, even my parents, you know, who didn't come from, you know, don't, didn't know much about that lifestyle at all. were like, yeah, you, you got to do this. Like, this is what you were, we, we know this is what you were, you know, do what you want, but this is what you're here for. Like we knew since we put you behind that drum set at age five, you looked like you were belonged there. So it, it, I was, you know, and it's something, you know, it's crazy to even talk about still every time I, you know, talk about that transition. Cause it was just something I was kind of scared to go in on, but I knew in my heart, I, I, I like, that was where I wanted to be. So, you know, through timing, through a lot of just years of playing shows and kind of grinding and it kind of happened and the support was there. And once I, you know, once I called, you know, the family of this scared, like, oh my gosh, what are they going to think? I'm like going to possibly leave this crazy cool job that I just got to go, you know, join pigeons play a band called pigeons playing bing bong in maryland <laughs> you know they didn't even know and it couldn't have gone any better the support was there and you know in like like your friend like congrats to him and anyone who's you know you you as well you you you've you always seem to be you know crushing it with this and you know trying music and trying new things and always trying to kind of expand and and have fun with it and just kind of try new things go with the flow and enjoy it and it, it led me here and I'm, you know, so fortunate and, and thankful for it. Dude. So cool to hear your answers. Thank you for <laughs> that. And to have that parent support like that is epic. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly, yeah, very, so shout, very... Out, shout out to Mr. And Mrs. Petrov. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> 
Yeah. Dude, well, this has been fantastic. Thanks again for coming on, Gator. For sure, man. It's good to see you. It's been too long. And uh, yeah. Legend Valley, May 21st and 22nd coming up. Dome yeah. Fest, Undercover Set, a lot of awesome other bands, Munion, Conscious yeah. Pilot, Broccoli Samurai. Yeah. Dude, anything you want to leave the flock off with before we sign off here? Oh, man. Just wanted to say thanks for having me, the flockers. Hang in there. We're coming back. We got some new music for you. And, you know, we've been thinking about you and can't wait to get back out and play some play some more live shows. So, Cam, great to see you. I appreciate you having me, man.